Hey everyone, welcome back to The Haunted Corner. I'm Ashton, and today I have a fun and spooky episode for you. But first, I want to apologize that this episode is coming out a little bit later than normal. Last week was a a ride. It was a ride, and it was not the kind of ride that I like to go on, so it was rough. And Thursday night, it's been raining really hard here in Colorado, and Thursday night, my apartment started flooding through my fireplace and down into my neighbor's apartment, so that was fun. So this episode is coming out a little bit late. So we're just going to do a little swap. Today, I'm going to give you the spooky episode and then Thursday, we'll have a true crime case to talk about. So just pulling a little a little switcheroo on you because it's what I like to do. Keep you on your toes. So today we're talking about a few different ghost ships from around the world and throughout time. So let's get into it. Up first, we're jumping in the time machine and heading back to the 1800s when an American-registered merchant brigantine called the Mary Celeste was at the center of one of the biggest nautical mysteries of the time. Mary Celeste was built in Spencer's Island, Nova Scotia, and launched under British registration with the name Amazon in 1861. The ship experienced a series of mishaps, including the sudden illness and death of its first captain, insurance fraud attempts, and a collision with another ship in the English Channel. She was transferred to American ownership when a man named Richard W. Haynes, who was a mariner from New York, purchased the wreck for $1,750 and then spent $8,825 restoring it. This is when she received her new name, Mary Celeste. The ship was eventually seized by creditors and sold. Early in 1872, the ship underwent a major remodel that lengthened the ship considerably and cost $10,000. At this time, the ship got a new captain, a man named Benjamin Briggs, who also owned some shares of the company that owned the Mary Celeste. Benjamin was one of five sons of a sea captain named Nathan Briggs, all but one of whom went to the seas with two becoming captains. Benjamin married a woman named Sarah in 1862, and the two welcomed two children, a son and a daughter. In October of 1872, Benjamin took command of Mary Celeste for her first voyage following her extensive makeover. The journey would be to Italy, and Benjamin arranged for his wife, Sarah, and young daughter to accompany him on the trip while his son was left at home in the care of his grandmother. On October 20th of 1872, Captain Briggs arrived at Pier 50 on the East River in New York City to supervise the loading of the ship's cargo, which included over 1,700 barrels of alcohol. The ship began its voyage on November 7th of 1872, sailing with seven crewmen, Captain Benjamin Briggs, his wife Sarah, and the couple's two-year-old daughter. The 282-ton ship and its crew spent two weeks at sea fighting against raging storms and treacherous seas before reaching the Azores. Captain Briggs chronicled the rough journey in his journal, One night, he described in the log that the ship and its crew had continued to face rough seas and winds of more than 35 knots, but by the morning, they had made it through with the island of Santa Maria in sight. 
but the captain's log ended abruptly that day on November 25th, 1872 at five o'clock in the morning. 10 days later on December 4th, crew members of the DeGracia spotted the vessel floating aimlessly 500 miles from where the last log listed the ship. Captain Morehouse and his men boarded the ship to find it completely abandoned with its sails slightly damaged, several feet of water in the hold, and the lifeboat and navigational instruments missing. However, the ship was in near-perfect condition. The cargo was intact, the personal belongings of the crew were neatly tucked away, and reserves of food and water remained on board. But there was no sight of the crew, the captain, or his family. So what happened to these people? It didn't seem likely that the captain would abandon ship in the middle of the ocean with no explanation. The ship was in pretty good condition. There wasn't any external evidence or reason for the missing crew. Now here's where the speculation and rumors started. Apparently, Captain Briggs and Captain Morehouse were friends. So very early on, English inspector Frederick Flood suspected that the two captains may have concocted a scheme to defraud the insurance company and split the profit earned from the eventual sale of the Mary Celeste. He also believed that Benjamin Briggs had killed the crew and hid away in the cargo hold of the De Gracia. This theory didn't... uh, hold any water, really, mainly because Captain Briggs held property shares in the ship, so this scheme wouldn't have benefited him. The crew of the DeGracia eventually received payment, however, it was only one-sixth of the total $46,000 value of the Mary Celeste. Some other theories came up that included the possibility that pirates raided the Mary Celeste and killed the crew but there weren't any valuables missing from the ship and there wasn't any visible signs of violence that had occurred on the ship. Another theory was that the crew got drunk off the cargo and rebelled, but there, like I said, was no sign of violence on the ship. Of course, more outlandish theories also popped up, including sea monsters and even aliens. While the more scientifically minded proposed an explosion caused by fumes from the 1700 barrels of crude alcohol that were stored in the ship's cargo. But again, there was no evidence of that. So what the heck? Well, no one knew what happened, but people continued to speculate According to History.com, quote, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle even weighed in with a short story published in 1884 in which the inhabitants of the ghost ship fell victim to an ex-slave seeking vengeance. On the less sensationalized end, an investigation chronicled in the documentary The True Story of the Mary Celeste was able to offer no definite conclusion, but did suggest a scenario in which a faulty chronometer, rough seas, and a clogged onboard pump could have led Briggs to order the ship abandoned shortly after sighting land on November 25th, 1872. The Mary Celeste was apparently really off course, over 120 miles west of where it should have been. But what could have made the captain and crew just abandon the ship? Over 130 years later, the mystery still remains. Up next, we have a short but a real spooky one. A tale about a ghost ship over 80 years in the making. Less famous than the Mary Celeste, 
but it is much more gruesome. And there's speculation about whether the ship ever actually existed at all. The story first appeared in the Dutch Indonesian newspaper, The Locomotive, in installments between February 3rd and February 28th of 1948. So... Depending on the source you read, in 1940 or 1947 or 48, a distress call came in from the Orang Madan, which was a which was 400 nautical miles southeast of the Marshall Islands in the Pacific Ocean. As received by the U.S. ships, the city of Baltimore and the Silver Star, the first message said SOS from Orang Madan. We float all officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge, probably whole of crew dead. Some more words words followed, and then the second and final message sent by a doomed radio operator was received. It simply said, I die. An American vessel called the Silver Star set out to investigate. When the ship came across the Orang Madan, a group of men boarded it to find an unbelievably gruesome sight. The ship was eerily still. No steam poured from her engines. No shouts for help could be heard. The search party boarded the ship and found the bodies of the crew. The entire crew was dead with, quote, teeth barred with their upturned faces to the sun, staring as if in fear, end quote. Even the ship's dog had died mid-snarl. And what was even more strange was that none of the bodies showed any signs of physical injuries. Now, the crew of the Silver Star were understandably shook, and they were about to tow the SS Orang Madan to port when they noticed smoke billowing from the vessel. The crew made it to safely just before the ship exploded. It then sank to the bottom of the ocean and was never seen again. So what happened to the ship? Like, what happened on the ship? What happened to the ship? What happened? Well, there are theories and even a reported survival tale from the Orang Madan, and this survivor shared his story. This came from an article on the shipyard blog called How to Sink a Ghost Ship, the story of the SS Orang Madan. Quote, 10 days after the incident, a lifeboat with six corpses and one survivor washed up on the Marshall Islands. The survivor, Jerry Rabbit, claimed to be the second officer of the Orang Madan. To his astonished savior, a missionary on the island of Tongi, he told an extraordinary tale of conspiracy, horror, and betrayal. Rabbit was recruited in Shanghai with no checks to his qualifications or background to work on a former Chinese steamer. What he first thought to be a stroke of luck, however, soon turned into an alarming mystery. After leaving Shanghai under the name Orang Madan, the vessel took on some 15,000 crates of unknown cargo at various Chinese ports before taking course for Costa Rica. Soon after loading the secret consignment, Rabbit heard stokers and machine staff complain of stomach cramps and fatigue. He duly informed the captain, only to be dismissed and rebuked. When the illness claimed its first victim, the captain recorded the cause of death as heart attack, something which Rabbit considered unlikely. 
With his suspicions on the rise, the sailor sneaked a peek into the captain's logbook, which listed items like sulfuric acid, cyanide, and nitroglycerin, the first two being much more likely causes of the now increasing death toll on board. A survivor by nature, Rabbit did not wait around to be the next victim. He stole the logbook from the captain's cabin, jumped into a lifeboat with six other men, and fled. He alone survived the tortures of a long and agonizing drift on the open ocean. Jerry Rabbit died a few days later, reportedly of exhaustion, leaving the missionary as the only pair of ears to have heard his remarkable adventure, end quote. According to Lloyd's Register of Ships, which has kept a record of every merchant ship since 1764, no ship by the name of SS Orang Madan was ever documented, and there are no official incident reports about the ship's sinking. What's more, no evidence of the wreck was ever found in the Strait of Malacca or elsewhere. According to reports, a German research researcher named Professor Theodore Searsdorfer once found a 1953 publication titled The Death Ship in the South Seas that offered evidence about the incident. The book claimed that the Orang Madan was indeed carrying potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin, which caused it to explode. Michael East, a history and true crime writer, told How Stuff Works, quote, there is no shipping record of a vessel under that name. Nobody ever came forward to say that they knew the ship or had served on her. Equally, the inconsistent dates constantly stand out, as does the changing location, end quote. So I guess we'll never really know the truth about the Orang Madan, but it's fun to speculate, I guess. So let me know what you think. And that's going to do it for part one of Ghost Ships. This will definitely turn into a part two and maybe a part three because this is my new hyperfixation. So hang on for the ride. Thanks for tuning in today. The sources for today's episode will be listed on the blog post for the episode at thehauntedcorner.com. And I will link to the blog post in the show notes. Check out the other episodes of The Haunted Corner available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts with new episodes dropping every Monday and Thursday. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to share your support, head on over to Patreon. You'll have access to the exclusive Patreon-only episodes. You'll also get the regular episodes early and ad-free. So you get it before everybody else if you head over to Patreon. And follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to tell a friend and rate and review wherever you listen because that helps support the show. If you have a case suggestion or a correction to share, please send it to thehauntedcorner at gmail.com or submit it through the website. Until next time, be kind and take care of yourselves and we'll see you soon. Bye.